Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, post our brutal advance Metcon session today, where we actually did some running outside uh, for the first time. The weather is nice here. It's about 65 degrees and sunny. It is December the 22nd, so this will be the last podcast I get you guys before Christmas, as uh, Christmas Eve is coming here Tuesday night, and then obviously Christmas Day. On Wednesday, if you guys are traveling, obviously travel safe, do your thing with friends and family, enjoy it, indulge, but be as active as you can, obviously, and keep your goals in mind always, but again, you know, you got to live your life, and so if you're going to crush 100 Christmas cookies, uh, just make sure they are good ones, but today's podcast is a message I got from my homie Pat Rigsby, and we're talking about uh, are you planning 2020, this is a huge uh email copy he had wrote, so I'm going to kind of go based off of what he is sharing. Uh, I've worked with Pat in a lot of business stuff throughout the years, and so he is a, a smart individual. He's a gamer, and so I'm happy to share this message uh, that he laid out. But before I forget, just a reminder of things we got going on here. Our 47-day transformation is now live and is open to register. Uh, this year's session kicks off really quick just for the fact of uh, January, kind of how the, the days of the weeks fall. We kick off on January the 6th. You have until January the 4th, I believe at midnight, to register. And again, for you guys who don't know, who just found us recently or have never done it before, our 47-day transformation is our flagship uh, program. It's where we kind of encompass all the pillars of fitness. Not that we don't in every program, but this one gets down in detail, the nitty-gritty. Um, the physical, obviously the mental, you know, the emotional, and obviously the spiritual side of fitness, we dig into all four pillars. We talk to you guys in detail about how you eat, how you sleep, how you train, how you live your life, the goals you have that are not just fitness related, but far outside the scope of just, you know, sets and reps and tracking macros. And I believe that is vitally important if you guys really want to not just get fit, but be fit for your entire life. And so that's what that program is. If you guys are interested, obviously you have until January the 4th to register, uh, but it is open now, and if it piques your interest or you're trying to buy it for yourself or friends or family as like a Christmas gift or a New Year's gift as a surprise, hit me up. We will give all of the dedicated podcast listeners a unique discount code, so I'll get you guys a couple bucks off of that. Honestly, I think it's worth about 10 times what we charge for it, but I have a hard time selling Susie in Nebraska. Um, why she should do this for thousands and thousands of dollars. So we make it what I consider ridiculously affordable for everything you get. And we run it only three times a year. Last year, we actually only ran it twice because it is exhausting for me. Um, But it is the one thing we do where I really think it hits home for a lot of you guys. And it can really change your life if if you let it and if you work the step. So that is out there. But I got to hurry up here. We're actually doing our adoptive family today. Uh, we bought all the toys and the clothes and things yesterday, and then my wife went today and bought a bunch of groceries and those things, so we're going to make our stops today and uh, deliver the gifts and uh, all the food and the clothes to the family, and it's uh, always a nice reminder uh, t- to see it, and uh, I'm not sharing this to, to brag or to make us sound great. We do a lot of things like this that I don't really talk about. I don't need a fucking pat on the back for saying this. I'm sharing it for the fact that if you guys are in a position to do something similar, it doesn't have to be a whole family. You don't have to go spend... You know, four, five, six, seven hundred bucks to get multiple families toys and clothes and, and food. Um, if you have the means to do it, obviously, you know, do because it does matter. And uh, I remember at a time in my life where I obviously I couldn't have done this for probably the first, you know, 
28 years of my life. I didn't have the means to it. I, I was you know, broke growing up. We didn't have anything extra. We had just enough for us to get by. And obviously, as this business has grown and, and my career has grown, we've had the opportunity to do this with the help of obviously my wife and her career as well. And, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, we've had a busy couple of days. We worked here, we did our stuff, and then we headed over there to, uh, we stopped at Target to get, uh, you know, the clothes and the toys and all these different things. And it's just like, it's a zoo right now, obviously shopping and kind of rolling through the stores. But as we're doing it, I don't care for the clothes as much. I mean, I do like for the kids' shoes and stuff, but like buying their toys and like seeing the things that they wanted, you know, music toys or the one kid wanted a soccer ball. So we got him like a soccer ball. We got him actually like a soccer goal. We got him some cones. Just like a bunch of really basic stuff where it's like it it changes you um, when you do stuff like that. I get way more out of that than anything anybody could buy me. Like I make fucking money. I don't need anybody to buy me gifts. Like it's, I'm, I'm very humbled when people do. It's very nice. I'm not. There's nothing against that, but I don't get 1% out of that compared to us buying things for kids who wouldn't have Christmas gifts without us. Or, you know, the dad getting a jacket or pants or shoes or things that we are buying for them because they don't have the means to afford it. And as my wife and I are doing it, it's like you just feel this sense of, of gratitude and perspective and how fucking lucky you are in it. And when we drop them off today in a couple of hours, it's going to even hit home even more because you can see them in their environment and where they live and what they do. And my wife made the comment, you know, she's like, after we had spent all the money and done all the stuff, she's like, holy shit. She's like, I got way more stuff than this basically just by myself at Christmas. And this is what this whole family gets. And it, it really just, it lets you know how lucky you really are in life. And there's those little moments. And for a lot of people, you see it, you know, homeless people on the street, you see people less fortunate than you at the grocery store, at the gas station, at the bus stop, maybe at the grocery store where you're walking. And for most people, it just washes over them. And it doesn't really stick with them. And it doesn't really matter. And maybe because of how I grew up or my environment or genetics, I don't know. Um, but I see stuff like that. And it stays with me. It's like this thing that enters your body, you just can't get rid of it. And it's um, it's just a, it's a nice reminder for me to never, you know, be like an asshole and never make my life about, you know, just material possessions and stuff and the things I can get and how much more and more and more because that can't be what I was put on this earth to do because why am I given these gifts and these talents where other people were given, you know, so little and put in such a hard situation, especially a lot of these families we adopt and we do things for, they aren't from, they're not born in this country. Their parents, you know, don't speak the language. Um, typically that's not their first language. So English is their second language and they live in a, you know, a lower, more dangerous, you know, geographic, you know, socioeconomical location and they don't have access to all the same things and they don't have access to the same mentors and friends and people that maybe even I grew up with. And so it's, it's a mom and a dad, or sometimes it's just a mother with like four or five kids. And, it's not the kid's fault that they're born into this ecosystem and this environment. And so if we can shed any light on that and help them put a smile on their face or at least show up at their door and have them have a sense or a memory of like, wow, remember that one time those two people showed up and gave us Christmas gifts and clothes? People do give a fuck about us. People do care about us. We can do something more than this. We can leave this environment. We can move up from the station that we were born into. And that's another reason why we do it, not just to give them obviously toys and clothes and, and have them have a nice memory of, you know, uh, Christmas time and have a nice dinner and a meal, but to show them that 
you know, people in the world do give a fuck and people in the world do care. And I, and I truly do. And of all the things I do, um, and people will see a lot of it, you know, on the internet with the videos and the posts and the blogs and the money we make and the, the platforms we get on and the, the sponsorships and the endorsement deals and all that stuff is admittedly super cool, but it really doesn't fucking mean anything, um, compared to this stuff. And this is the stuff that if we posted it, it wouldn't get as many likes or as follows or, or the comments or people wouldn't care as much. Uh, and it's sad that that's, you know, kind of the ecosystem that uh, we do live in. And so that's why I share it here just for the fact that if you guys do have the means to do that, it matters so much more than you'll ever realize. If that can change some kid's life to give them hope that somebody cares about them who doesn't even know them and that forces them to, you know, be able to play a sport or be able to write or to read or to do different things because you gave them the soccer ball and you gave them the thing and that allowed them to maybe not even get a scholarship if they don't have the talent, but maybe just allowed them to play soccer as a sport in high school, which allowed them to stay in school, which allowed them to graduate and to go to college and to get a job and down the line. The casket effect that you have by doing such little things goes far beyond you can ever imagine and that is why I take pride in it and uh, it gives me a, it's almost like a selfishly it's a high that I get from that that I don't get from anything else anymore in my life. So um, I know that's off topic, but I just felt like I had to share that with you guys because a lot of you listening, you have 20 extra bucks. You have 100 extra bucks. Maybe you have 1,000 extra dollars that uh, you know, could go to help people who need it far more than you need a new you know, TV, than you need a new purse, than you need a, you know, a, a new car. The power we have to give so little of our net worth to other people is it's insane and uh we don't do it far often enough most of us anyway but anyways i digress you guys sorry if that depressed you or i got off topic or you think i'm going crazy i am not but uh it matters to me and so i thought i would share it with you but today's podcast topic are you planning for 2020 now this is geared towards people who are running a business uh are part of a small business if you're an entrepreneur but honestly um, this can apply to any of you guys for sure, especially if you're someone who's looking to change careers, jump into a different area of the job market, and just kind of make yourself stand out or make your business or your company stand out, or if you have a passion project or a side hustle and you want to do something different than you're currently doing, I think this will be very helpful for you. So I don't know about you guys, but if you're anything like me at the end of the year, um, your last probably you know, six weeks or 12 months are kind of geared towards planning what you're going to do in the next year. So for us, it's what we're going to do in 2020. Like, are we going to create new products and uh, whether it be, you know, digital stuff or hard copy, if we're going to make a calendar for, you know, 2021, what are the different things we are working on and trying to do? So I spend a a good chunk of my time trying to map that out visually. And, And not just that, but I want to, you know, kind of plan out what the rest of my year looks like in terms of not just business, but for me specifically now, what events, what trips I want to take, what things I want to do in the new year, because 2020 will be drastically different for me, knock on wood, um, if everything kind of goes according to plan, because I won't have a house payment uh, anymore, that will be paid off completely. So I will have an excess of money uh, to do a lot of really cool, fun, dope shit that I haven't been doing the last uh, 12 months. And so I'm excited about that too. Not that I haven't been living my life. I love my life. It's amazing. But um, to be able to call my best friend up randomly, like, hey, Connor, you want to go to the Twins game? He'd be like, when? I'd be like, Friday. And that will be like on a Wednesday. 
and I'll just book the flight and I'll buy the tickets. We'll go have a couple beers, watch the game, and I'll hop on a flight and I'll come back home. Because why? Because fuck it, I can. That's what life is about. <clears throat> Excuse me, I met Conkoff. It's about living and actually having fun and doing things like that. And so that's, you know, money is not what the world is about, but it allows you to do cool things and connect with people and do stuff that I haven't been able to do for a short period of time. So I've been planning some mental trips like that for me and for my wife and for friends and for things that I just, I've put off because I've been patient and I've delayed gratification up front to achieve a goal. So the last probably six weeks I've been doing that and a lot of things in my business. So these things are on my mind and obviously Pat had sent this out so I'm going to share this with you guys. So if you are looking to level up yourself in your career or in your business as an entrepreneur or a passion project or a side hustle, the first thing was be more specialized in what you do. There has been a slow buildup over the past couple of years that's poised to continue to help people with the growth um, especially for you guys that if you're in fitness specifically. Now, there's a lot of fitness professionals and coaches out there who follow my stuff and what I do um, because they think I'm, you know, the, quote unquote, the man, even though I'm, I'm just like you guys. I just uh, maybe wake up a little bit earlier and stay up a little later to get it done. But we're all we're all similar for sure. If you care about the craft of fitness, you guys are just obviously, you know, like me. But we see this in a lot of industries with the explosion of, obviously in fitness, the explosion of kind of the group training franchises, whether it be the Orange Theories or the F45s and all the ones that are very similar. And in other industries are the explosion of kind of the fast, casual restaurants. Um, If you're out there listening and you're a small business owner and you want to thrive moving forward, the best advice I can give you is be known for something and be the best solution for someone. If you want to make yourself stand out, If you want to make your business stand out, be known for something and be the best solution for someone. People want to feel like they belong to something unique and people want to feel like they're special and not to be a one size fits all, you know, giant corporation uh, like a lot of other people do. So take that to heart and try to specialize. And what we do here, I believe, is help people transform the way that they think the way that they move, the way that they feel, to live a healthier, happier overall lifestyle. I want to be known as the person who not just you know makes you sweat and move around, but changes the way that you think about not just fitness, but how you eat, how you sleep, how you live your life. To be you know an overall great person. And the solution is, how can I make people here be the fittest, healthiest, happy version of themselves while causing them the least amount of pain and damage and effort energy to do it because it's going to be hard no matter what so we try to do that Um, and so if you're listening to me and you want to make your business grow or you want to be the best at the company you work in be known for something and be the best solution for someone how can you erase the barrier for most people how can you make you know people save time save money save pain save agony and reach their goals That's what we're all trying to do. How much value can you provide somebody else? The second thing, specifically for my fitness people out there, if you're listening, avoid the race to the bottom. The businesses who decide to stay the general route will always be destined to compete on price alone. Gyms specifically like Planet Fitness that have set the bar on just paying for access to equipment or you know, making working out, being super cheap, that's a game you're never going to win. Most of you guys out there, you can't compete just on price. Yes, it can work, um, 
just know that you're going to always be undercutting each other over and over and over again. I don't compete on price here. I believe what we charge for what we do is more than fair. I think if you look at market across the board, we're not the most expensive. We're not the cheapest. We're somewhere in the middle-ish range. Now, do I think we could charge way more? For sure. Do I want to do that? Some days, yeah, it'd, be, it'd make my life obviously financially probably even easier, but I don't want to turn away people because they can't afford it. I don't want it to be so high where someone doesn't even walk in the door and try what we do because like, well, there's no way I can afford it, so I'm not even going to look at it. I don't want to be that person, but I also can't make it so cheap where people devalue it and it becomes so overly saturated here that we can't actually coach people effectively. And so if you're out there listing, if you're in construction, if you're cutting hair, um, if you're a massage therapist, if you're in fitness, avoid the race to the bottom. The places like a, a Planet Fitness, again, you're just getting access to a building where you rent equipment where nobody tells you what to do and how to use it and doesn't give a fuck if you show up. In fact, they don't want you to because they have to oversell that shit by 10,000% just to make their money. They don't want you to be there. A place like here where we work, we want you to be here. We want you to track your food. We want you to check in. We want you to ask questions. We want you to post your workouts. We want you to come and bring your kids and bring your family and feel like you're part of a culture and a community here. It's not just access to equipment to get sweaty. Anybody can do that. We want you to feel like you matter, and you do. And so if you're listening to me and you run a business out there, avoid a race to the bottom. Next one. Consider fun as a way to stand out. The businesses that thrive, the ones where clients are excited, or at least don't dread coming to do burpees and ride the assault bike, um, those places are few and far between. The places that thrive, the places that people really are jacked to attend instead of the places that they hate are the ones that make it fun. People will not stick around for two, three, four years if they don't enjoy it. And I've had people here for 10 years which is insane. And again, to all everybody listening and who's been around from the OG days, I thank you guys. It truly does mean a lot. I'm humbled by it. The fact that you choose to wake up early as hell and come hang out with us and do these horrible workouts. Uh, and I say horrible because obviously, who really likes to ride the assault bike? Like, are we serious? Like, who really likes to push a sled? Like, that shit, it sucks. You like the results from it, but nobody actually like likes it. Like, you like eating cinnamon rolls. Like you like having sex. Like you like probably having a buzz from drinking wine or beer. You don't like riding the assault bike. Like we have to be just completely honest with the context of it. You like the results it gives you. But my point being is nobody sticks around if they don't enjoy it, or at least parts of it. So if you want to be one of the rare people, you want to be one of the rare businesses in this industry or any industry with great retention, create a great experience for people and try to solve their problems and make it as fun as you can. Um, there's no better advice I can give anybody for anything. And people want to, you know, go places where they enjoy the people and they enjoy the experience. It's why I work with all the people I work with. I don't know how this isn't like the most talked about thing at every company and corporation. If you hate something, why would you do it? What we sell here is not fun. Like doing Metcons is rough. Like picking up heavy shit is not fun. But I think everything else we dress around it becomes fun. And the community and the culture and the upfront way that we do it makes it fun for people. And you attract people like you. So if you're kind and you're thoughtful and you work hard and you actually do this stuff with them, I think they're more apt to buy in if you're leading from the front. Next one, make accountability part of the plan. Specifically for my fitness people, anybody 
can host workouts. More and more people do. But how are you addressing the things that really hold people back from getting their results? Do you, if you're a fitness person, if you're a fitness business and a gym owner, do you just just do the workouts? You just create programming and then throw it up here and that's all you do for people? Do you send out emails to them? Do you create multiple blog posts? Are you creating video content on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and all the platforms for them to see as well? Are you checking up and doing things on your story? Are you sharing you know, what you eat? Are you talking about food? Are you talking about nutrition? Do you have nutrition coaching as part of your business? Do you create free macro guides and smoothie guides and cookbooks and different recipes you send out to help them? Do you have accountability groups? Do you run transformations? Are you doing things outside the box? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a YouTube page with a thousand videos? The point I'm driving at is how are you going to help these people if you only see them 60 to 120 minutes a week total and yet outside of that they don't have access to you and see you and hear you and talk to you and have you know you kind of in their ear holding them accountable to a higher standard do you have free groups that they can join on facebook there's so many i can go down the list you guys first of all everything i just listed we have all of that and beyond it's what we do here we try to hold people accountable when they're gone we want to check in on them and make sure they're not you know obviously dead want to make sure everything's okay so If you want to stand out from everybody else, you can't just be okay with hosting workouts. You have to go beyond that, in my opinion. Because guess what? Your workouts, they're not that fucking special. They're not. Um, In my opinion, um, I think we're the best at what we do. I think the way that I prescribe fitness and the way that I put it together and give it to people is like the the simplest, sexy way to get people to move. Um, People who are better than me. I think BJ Godore, and I use BJ all the time, I think BJ is the best at what he does. I think BJ puts together really good stuff for people. I really do. Um, but even he does things outside of just that. And for most of you, like your workouts aren't that crazy. Like He's going to coach a squat like I coach a squat. You guys are probably going to coach it similar too if you're doing it correctly. But what makes you different than just, oh, our workouts are... No, no, they're not. Don't sell me that bullshit. You're teaching jumping jacks just like the other guy down the street is. It's all the same. You got to differentiate yourself in a different way. Next one. Go offline for the win. Most people I speak to in fitness struggle with marketing online. Again, you have to be good on the internet. Um, you have to get good. And if you're not great on video, get good on voice. If you're not good on voice, get good with written word. Or one of the three or be good at all three. Write it video it, or talk about it. And if you can do all three, great. Or if you can only be good at one, be good at one. But for a lot of people, the online stuff probably isn't enough. I do believe in the grassroots thing still. No, we spend a majority of our time on digital, but offline stuff can win as well. So consider the offline marketing stuff, whether it be if you guys are good at doing live events, if you're doing like, you know, lunch and learn stuff, if you're doing hosting workshops, if you're sending out handwritten cards, if you're doing things like direct mail, different things, everything can work. Some things are overpriced for sure, but I think you have to think outside the box in terms of just running like Facebook ads and, and things like that. You have to really, for us, like we probably lose, I say lose, but it's really an investment, but in terms of like, how it reflects in a PL sheet for a business and forecasting, I take it as a loss. We probably lose $10,000 a year on t shirts and hats and other things alone, but mostly t shirts, hats, wristbands, koozies, all the stuff. We we buy it, we, we buy nice stuff, we create it, and then we give it away. 
people all the time. How can I buy this shirt? I'm like, what's your name and address? And the shirt just shows up at their house. We just send it to them. Um, is that a great business model? No, it's terrible. And I'm an idiot. But I want them to feel like they're part of what we do. And if they watch our stuff and they support it and we can give them a shirt for it, I'm all for doing that. That is a version of offline marketing. Now, I might take an L on it for a year or two years or three years, but I think in the long run, if I'm still in business, I'm going to win by doing that. So just thinking, you know, not just online, but also offline marketing with, you know, what you do for your biz. Next one, fewer than 10% of business owners will work towards building their ideal business. I believe this for humans in general. I believe fewer than 10% of people listening to me and people in the world will work towards building their ideal life. And that's, it's sad because you have the ability to do it, to critically think. You have thoughts about your thoughts where other mammals like dogs don't have the ability and you do, but yet you don't operate that way. You'll sit and watch Netflix for seven hours and you won't take, you know, 17 minutes to kind of plan what your ideal life would look like. And obviously in fitness, the industry is notoriously slow for evolving. And only a small percentage of business owners are going to focus on building the ideal business, just like I don't think most people will build their ideal life. Some people are going to continue to do what they've always done. And some people buy into someone else's business model and try to fit themselves into that. And others will do what it takes to actually grow. Um, but not strategically, so they're actually building the business that they want. They're just building a bigger business. Now, there's a couple of things I don't want to get lost here when I touch on, and I'm going to touch on all these in a split second. The first one, people don't think about what they want their ideal business and their ideal life to look like. They look at somebody else's business and somebody else's life and somebody else's business model, and they say, that's what I want to do but not taking into account the individual person and the idiosyncrasies of that. And I, I want to explain this. A lot of people message me personally and say, Jeremy, I want to do what you do. I want to run a business like you run a business. I want to have this and this and this. I want to have my life look like your life. And I'm like, the first thing I always say is I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want to do what I'm doing. You don't want to move like I move. You don't want to operate like I operate. And that's not a knock against them or, or a knock against me. It's just I'm a different person. I just move differently. I really do. There's a lot of friends of mine in, in the fitness space. Um, and the ones I use closest to me, like if it's BJ, if it's Alexia, uh, if it's Hannah, if it's like a Nikki, if it's Ben, if it was Dave before he bounced. Um, there's a lot of us. If it's Travis, uh, if it's Fred, there's a lot of dudes uh, and, and females who, who are in fitness like me. None of those people I just named move like I move. We're all different. Hannah's probably like the closest. And even that, like her and I are drastically different, even though we have similarities. Like we run a brick and mortar and then we have this online machine that goes. Hers is different than mine. And then obviously I have the podcast aspect of it. She has the clothing line aspect of it. There's just different things. My point I'm driving at is don't just look at my model and say, Jeremy, I want to do what you do and have the stuff that you have. Do you want the life that I have? Do you want to live the same life as me? And again, you might be younger than me or older than me and understand like this is a lot. Like what I do is different. And I say that because like you have to also probably have a wife like I have. And she's different too, man. Uh, I, and, I, and I give her, I, I ride her a lot because she's she has so much potential like in life. This is a side note. She has so much potential in life. Um, I can do that for her because I know she is capable of so much more. She's smarter than me. 
for sure, I'm just willing to, you know, work at a pace where it would drive her crazy. And I don't expect her to, and she shouldn't. But like, she has like a an intelligence level that's beyond mine. I'm just able to work with the little I have and, <laughs> and really, really max it out. But the point I'm driving at, you have to have a wife crazy enough to allow you to do this shit and be part of your community and culture and be part of what it is. Um, and a lot of people don't have that same level of craziness where her and I are so similar. So that's why I say, what do you want your life to look like? A lot of people need to take, you know, three trips a year to see their family. I don't. A lot of people need to be able to watch football games on a Sunday with their friends. I don't. A lot of people don't want to work 100 hours a week. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. That's why I say, what does your ideal life look like inside your ideal business? And only you guys can answer that. Because for a lot of my friends, they've said they want to do these things. And all they've done is build a bigger business. And then they got to the point of where, well, they're making 50K a month. But they're working 80 hours a week. And they're like, well, fuck, this sucks, dude. And I'm like, well, you can't complain. I'm like, this is everything you wished for, bro. You wish to be busy, right? You wish to make 50000 bucks a month, and now that you got it, you're not happy. All you did was build a bigger business. You didn't build an ideal business and an ideal life. And that's what I'm driving at. You have to know what you need in terms of you know social time, quote-unquote free time, if you think of it that way, work time, vacations, what the business has to do for you, what you have to get out of it, not only from a financial standpoint, but from like an emotional standpoint. Like from a work-life balance standpoint, what does that mean to you? And now looking back and seeing where, you know, I was 10 years ago and where my wife was 10 years ago, it's a lot of progress. But we're at this stage today because we were willing to jump on trends. And my wife was willing to let me go all in and do a lot of crazy shit um, when a lot of other people weren't doing it. And it was a strategic move to build a business like this and build an ideal life like this. And this is all building for the next phase and the next phase and the next phase. And I don't know what that will look like for me, but for all of you guys out there who are going to go and do this, just understand you have to be really crystal clear of what you want your life to look like overall, everything, not just the business itself. Because typically as you make more money, the business is getting bigger, it's growing, you're working more, you might be managing more, or delegating more, or doing more or less work personally, but you're going to have to take on more stress and more responsibility. That's typically what happens. With more money comes either more work, more stress, and more responsibility, or all of the three. And if that's what you want, then that is what you're looking for. But for a lot of people, they want less stress. <clears throat> so for me personally, at some point... I'll be looking to work less, like physical hours of it. Um, I already am looking to do less stress uh, than I have now. And that's what I'm driving at is here. You have to be really critical and that takes some time thinking. It maybe takes you not watching the newest Netflix series and taking, you know, three to five to ten hours. And if you're married with your husband or wife and, hey, what do we want? the next couple years of our life to look like? What are we really trying to do with our time, effort, energy, and our money? What's going to make us the happiest? And I think you have to reverse engineer everything and ask that question. What is going to make us the happiest? And maybe just start with what are the things that we have the most fun doing? When are we at our best as individuals and as a team and as a family, right? Like what makes us all the happiest when we're doing X, Y, Z or when we're doing A, B, and C? 
What stresses us out the most? What things do we want? What things do we need? What things do we want but are going to cause us this much pain and agony? What things do we want that are going to bring us the most happiness? I think that's where you really have to start this entire conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me, you guys. This assault bike is killing me. Next one. Video-based social marketing will continue to thrive. Video is not a fad, you guys. It's not going anywhere, so my advice for you would be to get good on video. I'm not saying you have to be talking all the time. Um, if you're not the face of your brand or your company or what you do, um, but you have to do some video for your business. How you need to approach it will continue to evolve as social media is obviously always changing, um, but video is not going away. In fact, I think we're probably going to only video more stuff when you talk about this 5G facial recognition shit that's going to come out. I don't even know where it's going to go, man. Hopefully, it's a while, so I'm like, you know, super rich and old and retired by that time. But my point is, we watch video. I'm filming this right now. This will go up on our YouTube page. I think we have basically a thousand videos on YouTube now. Um, and we film stuff every single day, all day. We're filming probably, you know, 15 to 30 videos at least per day. And so you guys have to do that. And I'm not saying you have to create, you know, just content, but just document your day. Is where it is. People watch it. People watch me make asparagus and feed to my dog at my house. That's crazy. I'll literally film my dog and I laying on our couch with the fire on, watching a basketball game, and 15,000 people watch it within probably five hours. It's crazy, right? But people do. And I'm not saying you have to do that, but I don't know what you do for your business unless it's on video. Unless you're you know, writing it down or you know, doing a podcast, but more often than not, I'm probably going to see a video first. So I think it's important for you guys to document a lot of you do and, uh, and get good at it if you can. Next one, and this is the most important one of all, whether you run a business or not, or you work for yourself or in a company or just you as a human, relationships matter. And they're going to matter more and more and more. It all goes back to the very first prediction here for 2020. People want to feel special and belong to something unique. So marketing and communicating in that way allows prospective people, if you want to call them clients, we call them you know, athletes here or, or family members really, if you want them to feel more connected, you have to rise above everybody else and you have to do it in a big way. That's why these platforms exist. They allow you to show the authentic you and you have to do it well. It gives people a sense of getting to know the real person, the real you. And if you're coaching, obviously, it's you, you know, showing what you do and it's presenting it instead of it, you know, just this choreographed, like, you know, fancy stuff with music and shit behind it. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a time and place for that. Like we do a lot of stuff here. We, it's all film professional with the, you know, front bumpers and we put music behind it and with the graphics and all that stuff's cool. But just raw video is fine too. And I, I think I relate to that way more than anything else. So I'd recommend making, you know, your marketing relationship, you know, heavy in relationship building. Um, for again, you guys, you know, whether it's building an email list, uh, building a strong you know, relationship on Instagram, on, you know, LinkedIn, on YouTube with subscribers and followers, whatever it is, um, the authentic you probably has to come out if you do something similar to what I'm doing. Um, because at the end of the day, like, we're buying people, right? Like that's the real thing, and that brings me to the next point. Personal brands are gonna be more important now than ever, um, especially when voice kicks in and we do a lot of the stuff like, "Hey Alexa, buy this," or "Siri, buy this." I don't buy things that way, 
or search things that way, but I see the young kids here do it for sure. Um, and so how are you going to differentiate from everybody else? If they are just searching for fitness or just searching for haircuts or just searching for home decor or landscaping, we buy people. Plain and simple. We always have and we always will, I think. I mean, at least until the robots take over and they kill us all, unless, you know, John Connor saves us from the Terminator, but we'll see. My point is, is if you can help people get to know you, if you can help people like you and trust you more than they do the competition, you're going to win, bro. That's it. If they like you more than the guy down the street, that's pretty much what's going to differentiate you guys. Now, if he does a great job and you do a shitty job, obviously that plays into it, but if you're going apples to apples, we buy off of the people we like. And a lot of people talk about, you know, avoiding building a personal brand because they think, you know, it's not for them or they they don't have a personality, they don't type but they they don't really understand what it is. To me, the ones who really stand out, the ones who really crush it, the ones who have built the brand around them and what they do and they are the leader from the front. Um, it doesn't mean you have to do everything and, and be on video as much as, let's say, I am. And, and you don't have to do a podcast. You don't have to do all these things. But why would I join a gym just because it's a gym? Oh, my friend went there. No, no. Who's the coach? Who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to work with? Like, you don't have to train every single client. You don't have to train every single group. You don't have to do every single thing in the business, right, for a fitness business. But you have to be present and they have to know where the culture started from and who created it. And again, I try to show up to as much of the stuff here as I possibly can. I can't coach every group now and every individual and write this many emails and blogs and do this many videos and projects and podcasts, but I do as much as I humanly can and it all stems from me because I want to lead from the front. I want people to know this is a place you come and I want the attitude of our staff and our people and the culture here to reflect me and what I do. And that's basically just like, hey, we come in, it's, we're super chill, we work super fucking hard when we're here, and we have fun. And we work with people who are like us, who we can joke around with and bullshit. Now, are we all the exact same? For sure. We're different. We have, you know, all walks of life here. But there's a common understanding of like, hey, man, you come in here and you work hard and you just be cool. And you try to help people out the best you can. A lot of people here become friends. But that starts with them trusting me. That I'm going to give them my absolute best. And that everybody who is here from, you know, whether it's Jake or Monica or if it's Wags or if it's Matt doing stuff for us on the internet. Like, we all try to the best we can and try to serve these people and, and solve their problems. And for anybody out there listening, if you are running a business or you want to make yourself stand out, even if you're in a company, like... You've always had a personal brain. It's always you. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you look. It's how you move. It's how you talk. It's how you act. You are your personal brand. That's what your resume and cover letter is. That's what your social media presence is. It's all the personal brand of you. And it's going to be more important now than ever. Next one. For a lot of people, especially my fitness folks, this one's going to hit here. The gyms outsourcing all their growth to the magic quote-unquote bullet companies will start to die off. And this is a lot of you out there for everything. We saw this a few years back with like the health club side of things. The health clubs, the bigger ones, would hire like a marketing company to do all their lead gen. And 
often much of their selling and usually out of, you know, kind of desperation. Like virtually all those gyms are gone now. Um, they've been bought up. Typically LA Fitness swallowed up, you know, majority of these people. Um, they're just not there because the industry has kind of weeded out the people who are not able to run a sustainable business on their own. We're seeing it now, obviously, in the training side of things, right, with the done-for-you kind of gym growth companies that are popping up. And if you're not in fitness, you might not know what I'm talking about here. And if you're just a fitness person, you say, I just like to train, Jeremy. I just like to coach people. I like movement. That's super cool, dude, but nobody gives a fuck if they don't know who you are. And I understand, like, the lure of handling, having somebody handle, like, all of your marketing and all of your selling. And I'm all for outsourcing, like, certain pieces of that. But the one-size-fits-all model doesn't work for long. And only the businesses that have sustained success are the people who are comfortable with selling and marketing. You just have to be. Now, admittedly, I don't love selling stuff, but I'll market all day long. I think I hate selling fitness because I hate having to sell people on like why they should eat right. It seems so fucking redundant to me like why i should sell you and why you should have to foam roll do mobility and like sweat a little bit it seems comical that i would have to sell you on why you should be more active and why you should have a coach help you through stuff and why you should have a set time to come work out with a group of motivated people to be more successful it seems dumb i would have to sell that so we market it so much over and over and over again the way we do it through podcasts and video and text and email and yada. That part of it I understand, and so I will, I'm will. i willing to sell people on it and follow up with them and do the things I have to do. And so if you're a fitness person out there or any business owner, you have to get good at least marketing. If you could only pick one, I'd say be better at marketing than the selling. That would just be my take. Some people might you know, have a different opinion of that on me, but I would tell you to be at least good at one. If you can be good at both, great, but uh, you have to be at least be competent in both, and you can't outsource all that stuff. Like, sure... You can hire somebody to run your Facebook ads if you want, um, but you have to be great at follow-up from those ads, and you have to be great at selling of those ads if they're going to do the marketing for you. You have to do good work with your organic marketing and your internal marketing, for sure, to the people you have, because um, that one, you know, kind of like, oh, this company runs all our stuff. Well, now you're a slave to them. And you better hope they do a good job, but you have to have some common knowledge. Otherwise, you're just handing money blindly to somebody. You don't even know if it's working or not. Yeah, you can check your P&L sheets, but they might be showing you certain numbers like, oh, it's working, but it might not reflect it in your business. So I don't think you can outsource a lot of that human stuff. Like if you want to outsource, like you have an, obviously if you have a CPA, you have like a financial advisor, you have like a cleaning person, you have like some kind of CMS system to run your billing. I'm all a fan of that. But there's a lot of things that you just have to have your hand on. You just do. Um, for people here who are listening to me, and you guys might not believe this, every single Instagram post that's been ever done here, I've done it. Every single message reply, you've got an Instagram, I have done it forever, DMs included. Every single story you've ever seen posted on Instagram, I have done it. Every Facebook post from my personal page, I have done it. The business one, I've done 90% of. Now, Wags does a lot of the video stuff for us now just because it takes so long to load, but 90% of that, I have done. Every email sent out, I have written. Every blog post ever I have done. If somebody's been a guest post on it, I have shared that and you see it. The point I'm driving at is a lot of that stuff is me. 
there's a human element to it. And if it, if I took some, you know, evergreen bought emails and shit and sent it to you guys, you would know in a heartbeat. You would know it's not my voice. You would know it's not my words. You would know it's not me being authentically me. So there's something about that I think you have to hold on to. Now, do I outsource a lot of that other stuff? For sure. We wipe stuff down here, but we have a cleaning person who comes in and does the work here. Like, I don't do my own taxes. I'm not equipped for that. Like, we have a CPA that does that. Like, do I do some of my own investing stuff? Sure, I have ideas, but we have a financial coach who does the brunt of it. Like, there's certain things that you can outsource to make life easier. Does Jake coach some of the groups now? Yeah. Does Monica coach some of the groups now? Yeah. Do I give Monica a ton of stuff to do? Yeah. Do I load everything to YouTube? No. Jacob does that. Like, there's certain things you can offset, but some of it is always going to have to be you. That's what makes the machine run. And the last one, follow up is the blue ocean. Everybody runs ads now. Everybody runs Facebook ads or Instagram ads or LinkedIn ads or wherever you guys are putting your ad spend, whether it's radio, TV, uh, direct mail. But typically, internet-wise, everybody runs ads on Facebook. It's a big change from 10 years ago. Shit, even five years ago, a lot of people still weren't doing it. But everyone knows that marketing is a must, even if they don't do it. Everybody knows you have to market. You can be the best chef in the world, the best hair cutter, the best long guy, the best fitness professional. But if nobody knows you, what does it matter? There's friends of mine who are really good coaches. They're really good. And in the big scope of things, nobody knows who the fuck they are because they suck at marketing and they're just... They know they have to do it, but they're just, they're too scared, they're too nervous, or they're too, whatever the, the issue they have is, they don't do enough of it. And they don't do it properly and don't really show people what they do and what they're about. But everybody knows they have to do it. They're just not pulling the trigger. But what most people don't do, most people don't follow up beyond just a couple days. And that's where most of the businesses in the follow-up in the replies, in the engagement, in the messages. And if there's one thing I'm good at, it is consistently messaging and following up over and over and over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Am I perfect? No. I'm sure some people slip through the cracks. If you guys have been waiting for an email or a message from me and it's been more than, let's say, 48 hours, shoot me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But most of you within 24 to 48 hours... I am on it like that um, because the follow-up matters. And not just for the the transactional perspective, but trying to help you as quickly as we can and get back to you. Now, obviously, it's a lot of stuff to go through. Our team does some of the front-end stuff, but I try to do all the individual stuff to you guys one by one by one because I want it to be in my voice. And some of it I can pass off, and that's easy. But follow-up is the key to all of you guys. And so if somebody is calling you or emailing you or messaging you about your business and wants to do stuff with you, you got to follow up with them. You got to shoot them an email. You got to send them that text back. Um, you got to be accessible. And that's probably the biggest difference between maybe me and somebody else. Um, I'll show up to the events anytime I can. I'll return the text as fast as possible. I'll return the emails as fast as possible. I'll return the... Uh, Facebook and Instagram DMs as fast as humanly possible. That's where, you know, the real change happens. That's what separates you from everybody else because you're a gamer and you're on it. And this is the life you chose if you want to be an entrepreneur or the boss or the CEO. And if you're not the one replying to it, you better have a staff member or a team member doing it 
as soon as possible, not putting it off. Again, like there's a lot of stuff. I might get stuff on like a Sunday, right? And again, I'm not telling you guys how to run your business or run your life or do what you do, have your escapism and have your time off as you need to. But sometimes I know by the message, if I get it on a Sunday, I'm like, you know what? If we're applied to this, they're going to come in on Monday. And that might be the thing that gets them into it. Because if I wait two days, A, they might, the fire might die out. As terrible as that sounds, people get very unmotivated just as quickly as they get motivated. If that spark, you know, if we light a fire under their ass by something we said on Instagram, and then they message us and we wait three days, the spark might die for them. And I hate that I have to do it that quickly, but I also understand, you know, human behavior in the game. So if I do it that quick... They might come in and, yeah, does that make us more money? Selfishly, for sure. But if that's the thing that changes their life, if that's the thing that gets them to lose 100 pounds and never would have came in before and now they have a different life because of it, that's how I look at it. Selfishly, uh, being completely transparent, I know if I do it quicker, they're probably going to come in, they're probably going to pay us money and that'll help our business grow and it'll make our life easier. But I also know if we do it quicker, that might be the thing that changes their life forever. I always, I think of this, I, I remember, still to this day, I think this guy here, Scott, what I use Scott as an example. Scott is unique here. Scott comes in, Scott's a gamer. Scott drives a Raptor. That's why Scott sticks out to me. And because he's a super cool dude and I've worked with his kids for a long time and just how he moves is different. He comes in, he doesn't talk ever. Um, he comes in at 5 or 6 a.m. almost always. Uh, doesn't say a word, does the workout, as soon as it's over, runs out the door. Sometimes he's already on his phone before the workout at 5 or 6 a.m. because he's, he's in business. He's making deals. He's doing his thing. Um, dude's, a, dude's a hustler. But the point of me is driving is I remember Scott had called my phone on a Sunday. And I was working up by myself at this place that used to be close to my house. That's now it's called TR3. It's closed down. It's a cool little private gym. You just could key in and work out. It was great. Um, this is way back when. And uh, I remember Scott had called me. And said, hey, he was thinking about coming in. So I remember on a Sunday, I walked out of the gym. It was, it was, I was dripping wet. It's freezing cold here. It's like 50 degrees for us. It's cold. And I call him and we're talking. He's like, yeah, I'd like to come in and try your spot. I heard good things. I'm like, cool. Let's have you come in on Monday. And sure enough, he came in on Monday, tried it for the week, signed up. He's been with me for seven years. It was seven years ago. Now, imagine if I wait two days to call Scott back. Scott might have found a different gym. He might have forgot about me completely. He might have got busy and maybe just did something altogether and never showed up. Now, this is a guy I've had. I've worked with his kids, and I've worked with him for seven years. And he's a dude who comes in. He never talks, never says anything. But when I write like legit emails that strike him, he'll shoot me a message back, and he'll say thank you. So he reads all our stuff. He's been a huge part of our community. He comes in on Saturdays. He has a Raptor. Him and I talk about that because I want to buy the same car that he has. Like, it just became this relationship and this thing. And it's a guy who's come to us and spent, obviously, a ton of money here with us. And we've helped him, you know, stay active and stay fit. And it's probably the longest he's done a fitness program in his life because we make it easy and accessible. And we try to answer questions and do things for him and, and just be what we're supposed to be in the world for him and his life. The point I'm driving is I followed up as quickly as I possibly could, even on a Sunday, even during my own workout where it set me back seven minutes. But I think that seven-minute investment on a Sunday and taking that call was worth having the guy and his family be part of our community for seven-plus years. And he's a cool fucking dude, and I'm grateful to have him. That's why follow-up is the blue ocean. Follow-up is the game. Doing the little things 
that people think don't matter, not taking the day off separates you from everybody else. And that's what I'm willing to do. And that's for me, that's my ideal business and my ideal life. For a lot of you guys, it might not be, but that's why I drive at it. So when you're planning 2020, think about what you want your ideal life, your ideal career, your ideal life to look like, and take these things I shared here that Pat laid out for us so beautifully and use them in a way that works for you. Again, just a couple of thoughts and a couple ideas as you're planning your year and what you want your life and your business to look like. And I know a lot of this is geared towards just, you know, professionals who do their own thing. But I think if you detach your mind from like, wow, I don't run my own business, Jeremy, this doesn't mean anything to me. You can be more specialized as the individual in a giant company. You can consider fun ways to make yourself stand out if you work for somebody else. You can hold yourself and other people accountable even if you work for a machine. You literally can build relationships inside of that. You are your own personal brand, whether you think you are or not. Like These things all matter, you guys. If you work for a company, the way that you email and you text and you respond and how diligent and how quick you are, that matters. That's why I work with the people I work with. That's why the people are part of our business that are part of it because they're just like me. They're gamers. Every company... Every organization is looking for somebody who has these traits. Every successful business has these traits. So take them, use them as you see free. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That's how I'm kind of planning you know, out my 2020. These are the things that we look at to do. And obviously these are broad scope things. I can go into greater detail uh, on them if you guys are interested. But this is kind of how we move through things. And I think you should as well. So... Like I said, this will be the last podcast before Christmas because Christmas is here in like two days and uh, I won't be doing any before that, but maybe on Christmas Day if I get some free time or for surely later in the week I will once uh, my family kind of heads out of town and goes back to Detroit what Um, and bears the cold and leaves a beautiful desert here with us. So um, again, reminder of 47 day transformation is kicking off on January the 6th. You guys have until January the 4th to register. If you want to rock with me, the first basically 50 days of 2020. Again, we have unique podcast discount code for all of you guys listening. My thank you to you for supporting the podcast. And as always, don't be a lazy ass. If you are on iTunes, drop me a five star, please. So if you're on your phone, just literally go to the podcast app, scroll all the way down, hit that five star, leave me a comment. I truly would appreciate you guys. And obviously, if you're on your MacBook or your iPad, it's just the iTunes icon and ratings and reviews. Five star, type it in. I truly would appreciate it. It moves us up the rankings and it does help other people find what we do. And again, if you think this podcast can help anybody, friends or family, or anybody who runs a business or somebody in fitness or somebody who wants to do something different, share this with them because they're simple things that everybody should know, but everybody doesn't. And we always think it's like the magic home run stuff. And honestly, for me, and again, I'm just a dude in a warehouse. What do I really know, right? But I've been my own boss for over a decade. Um, I make money. I have fun. These people are super cool. I like them. They like me. My life is pretty fucking awesome. So if you want my advice, the stuff that really matters is the little things, the things that people don't pay attention to and that, you know, they avoid and they really focus on sometimes, you know, just the numbers like, excuse me, how many followers can I get? How big can my email list be? How many likes? How many this? How many that? How many subscribers? And yeah, that stuff matters for sure. 
but worrying about the people you already have in your queue, worrying about the people that already are around, worrying about taking care of the people who are closest to you, friends and family. And of all the things I said here today, the biggest thing that should drive your business or drive you is referrals and should be word of mouth. The big, the best way you're going to get a promotion at your job is if the clients that you serve and the teammates that you work with say you're awesome. That's the biggest way to do it. Obviously, hitting your goals and those things matter, but having the people you serve and the people you work with say you're a fucking rock star, that's the fastest way for you guys to get promoted. That's the best way for you guys to get a job is having people say good stuff about you. The best way for you guys to make money in your business is to have raving fans, have people like what you do, have people like to hang out with you and be around with you. And that comes down to you solving their problems, being present for them, showing up for them, replying to their messages, their DMs, their calls, doing everything you can to help them. That's it. It's not rocket science. Now, again, I don't run a $50 million a year business, but I do pretty good for a ghetto ass dude like me. It just comes down to you doing the little things and setting yourself apart from everybody else. And that goes for you, whether you work for yourself in fitness or any company and you're part of any organization. It just comes down to giving a shit uh, about people and putting them first um, a lot of the times. And if you do that consistently, I think you guys will find that not only you're going to make more money than you ever thought possible, but you'll be happier and you'll build something that's way more important in way more special than just, you know, uh, numbers on a PL sheet. So take that for what it's worth. You guys have an amazing Christmas Eve, an amazing Christmas. Make sure you eat a ton of Christmas cookies. Make sure they're worth it. And make sure you watch Die Hard and Home Alone and Bad Santa for sure, because those are three dope-ass Christmas movies. And I will be streaming Die Hard on Christmas Day at my house all day long, whether anybody likes it or not. That's what's going to happen. So Heather, Janet, Dave, deal with it because that's what's going down. So you guys have an amazing Christmas. I'll talk to you guys shortly after. And until next time, everybody, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.